This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. is Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Good evening and welcome everyone. I'm Michelle Barber and you are listening to Stand Up Straight where we aim to provide a vehicle for the allied supporters to stand up for our GLBT and I community to encourage and create greater inclusion, share stories, give advice, create dialogue or introduce new ways of thinking but most importantly to facilitate change toward greater acceptance of our rainbow families in all its shapes and sizes. Before we get into the show, big thanks as always to Chris and Cam who has provide uh, a good giggle as I drive into town on a Thursday afternoon and to Milan for reading the news. Uh, so a big welcome to my lovely co-hosts Stephanie and Clayton. Good evening. Hey Michelle. Ooh, she's always very polite Clayton. Don't you think? I'm, I'm not. No but it's, you know, it just sounds very polite and ladylike. We need to sort of Get a bit of a rougher edge around Stephanie. Rumble me Rumble up a bit, yeah. okay. We'll try that for next week. We'll do that for next week. So uh, okay. Midsummer's in full swing, as we uh, we all know. And I know both of you were at Carnival Day on Sunday in the, yes. in the heat. Yes. It was yeah. warm. Good day. It was a great day. Mm-hmm. It was my first Carnival, so it was, oh, uh, yeah, it was a great day. Be- beautiful. Beautiful event, but very hot and yeah. uh, all fell apart for us when we didn't win the sexiest stud at the dog show. So uh, sadly, <laughs> sadly we, ha- we had to cut it short and leave very quickly after that. Oh, well, no consolation, I'm sure, but there is always next year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't worry, my daughter has uh, the dog doing tricks, jumping through hoops, <laughs> she because really? she thinks we've got more of a chance of winning the best trick because there were only five entrants in that and there were like 30 <laughs> in the sexiest stud. So she's done the math and... Uh, yeah, we're on to tricks well, now. That's some forward planning, I isn't know, it? I know, she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so 
heaps and heaps of events, as we all know. I think we've all got uh, various plans on lots of different events that we're going to go to this year. Um, we've got two guests coming in tonight. So a bit, little bit later, we're going to be joined by uh, one of the regular Midsummer cabaret performers, um, who we'll keep a little bit of a secret at the minute. And uh, But firstly, we're going to be joined by Meredith Pease. She's the president of Australian Education Union, the Victorian branch, and she'll be discussing their forum that they've got as part of uh, Forum and Expo, actually, as part of uh, Midsummer this year. So without further ado, it's a very long intro. Uh, Meredith, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. So tell us quickly what um, the union is and then we're going to talk a little bit about what the uh, Expo and uh, Forum is about. Yeah, the Australian Education Union in Victoria is a union that uh, has a membership that includes uh, teachers, support staff, principals, uh, from public education. So we cover early childhood, we cover TAFE and we also cover the school sector, some people in disability as well. So we represent uh, close to 50,000 uh, staff working in wow. public education across the state. And Meredith, why is it important for the AEU to be represented um, at Midsummer? Look, we made a decision last year when we first got involved uh, to uh, try and promote some of the issues that I think Midsummer uh, does highlight and for two key reasons. One, because we know we've got a lot of students uh, in public education uh, who might be questioning their sexuality, uh, who are LGBTI uh, members of our community. We also have many members uh, and we think it's really important that we support diversity in public education and we make that clear to all our members but we also provide support to our members in supporting young people uh, in their schools, in their TAFEs. What would the, if you could narrow it down, the biggest or the two biggest, three biggest issues that you are up against? Uh, generally or mm. in relation to these issues? Oh, well, in relation to these issues and yeah. GLBTI Look, I, I think it is about um, giving our membership a, a better understanding. Excuse me, my voice is about to go. That's bad timing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, a better understanding of uh, the issues that perhaps some of their students are confronting mm. uh, and to help them not only understand those issues but how to support those young people because unfortunately we know that um, young people experience, uh, LGBTI young people experience high levels of um, discrimination, bullying, homophobia mm. uh, and so on and that's not only from other students but unfortunately from teachers and you know we think we have an important role to play to educate our own members but also to give them the resources and support so they can support the kids. Do you have key people within the organisation who take on these roles? We've got a couple of, of staff, myself in, included, um, who uh, work in this area. Uh, one of our organisers, Adam Sermaz, who's the key person, uh, right. who's done a lot of work uh, in doing the organisation around midsummer. So um, we think it's important to have someone with that responsibility because often uh, that work just gets left undone if you don't mm. have someone with specific responsibilities. Is it a quite different, a different approach to your primary school teachers versus your secondary school teachers? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, obviously the kids are, are different ages mm. and we've got 
uh, students in TAFE as well, um, but also in early childhood. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's pretty broad ranging. We work with Safe Schools Coalition uh, in terms of doing yeah. work with our members and they provide uh, enormous support to us. Um, they're far more knowledgeable than we are about these issues <laughs> and they provide a lot of support and resources and work with us with our membership. One of the things um, that I've read here, and I've read this a couple of times about your organisation, it says, it says that your frontiers of positive change and becoming the frontiers of change the Victorian schools are. So I'm wondering what, what makes the Victorian schools different, if they are that different, or is it that we're just taking the lead? I think in some of these issues, without sounding a bit arrogant, um, no, go Victoria ahead. has actually... <laughs> Um, been pretty progressive uh, in terms of education and some of these issues. So, for example, um, in the Department of Education, uh, they have some very good policies relating to staff and um, some support materials for schools in terms of making sure that um, staff as employees uh, of the government uh, feel supported in their workplaces mm. and those resources available for principals, for example, uh, to make sure that they're well equipped to deal with any circumstances that might arise either between staff or with um, families or with students and so on. Um, and, you know, we've always tried to be at the forefront and fairly progressive about um, some of these issues and making sure that they are openly discussed. Is there... Um is there a way that you have to approach certain types of schools? I know it's the, the public sector, but is there? A, do you have to have a different sort of approach at all for different types with different um, ethnic backgrounds in some of the schools or religions yeah. that sort of thing? Look, we don't probably the AU probably doesn't engage at that level. Um, we see our role uh, not only advocating with. Uh, government with the Department of Education around these issues, but also um, providing that support to our members who are the ones who understand and know their school yeah, communities. Yeah. And so it's about us giving them the tools and the resources and the support so that they are then well placed to work within their own school communities, understanding um, the school communities they're dealing with. Mm. I'm really, really keen. Uh, we're going to go for a, a break in a second and I'm um, really, really keen to come back and chat to you about the forum and the expo and you've got a whole lot of different groups that I know are part of this, Meredith. So uh, you are listening to Clayton, Michelle and Stephanie and we've got Meredith in the studio with us. You're on Stand Up Straight. Hi, this is Adelaide and you're listening to my mum, Stephanie and Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. So How lovely was that? <laughs> Stephanie's got a big yeah, glow. a little bit proud about <laughs> that one. <laughs> well done. Um, and hopefully Addie's um, heard that as well. Go out to... Uh, I did ask her to listen tonight, so hopefully she's tuned in and she's heard her little voice. That was beautiful. So thank you, Addie, for doing that. And um, you made your mum proud. It was good fun to put together. Too. It was. And, and thank, thank you, Clayton. Clayton. No yes. problem. He's very good at this stuff, I isn't do. he? I'm a big nerd, that's why. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so on... The 6th of February, Meredith, we, you're having your forum and expo. What can we expect from the day? Well, we wanted to run a forum sort of with two broad purposes. One, to have a panel and promote some discussion, uh, give people a chance to hear from some people who uh, work with young people, uh, LGBTI young people, um, give people a chance to ask questions and talk about the work they're doing in schools uh, and 
learn from that, but also look at how they can improve what they're doing uh, and then focus in the afternoon on many of the groups who provide that kind of support and information resources and to have them available so people can wander around and have a look and talk to people uh, and get access to some of those resources. So uh, what groups are you expecting you're going to join in? Well, in the morning in the panel discussion, we've got uh, uh, our MC is Tom Ballard, Uh, And he's uh, kicking off the morning. Uh, But we have Rowena Allen, who is the new Victorian Commissioner for Gender and Sexuality. Ros Ward from Safe Schools Coalition. Uh, Rebecca Robertson, who is the founder of Transend. And Margot Mm. Fink from Minus 18. So all groups have worked closely with young people. And we think that's a really important focus. Absolutely. And is it just for AEU members, Meredith, or can anybody attend the forum? Uh, We've certainly tried to encourage our membership to come, but it is an open forum. So we've encouraged encourage young people, their families, educators to come along and and learn from this and get some ideas about how they can improve what they're doing in their education setting. So that's an important thing to understand. It's not just for teachers. It's for Mm. everybody involved in the education community. Absolutely. So you can get your whole family along. Anybody can go. Yeah. Oh, that's a great... Well, it's also a great way to create discussion, I suppose, even just at a family level, not just... Which is... You can still educate your your family, but not in a traditional educational sense. So it's a great idea. And it's important to get all those perspectives. Yeah. Um, How do you you choose the groups that you uh, have got? Like, it's a fabulous broad cross-section of people. So how did you get them? Um, look, we thought, given Rowena Allen's position was a yeah. new one, we and you know she's had um, quite a bit of involvement, particularly in the vet sector, in previous roles in education. Um, so that was an obvious uh, choice for us. Um, we work closely with Safe Schools Coalition and have done a lot of work with Ros Ward. Uh, so we certainly wanted her involved. Um, Safe Schools work with Minus 18 as well. Um, they've been active around uh, curriculum and support. Um, for young people so we really just wanted to focus on the groups that work directly with LGBTI young people and who can provide some insight into um, the issues they face and what sort of resources and support are available. Safe Schools Coalition have a fantastic new resources for secondary schools in teaching GLBTI issues in schools. Well, that is that going to be part of the day as well? Or? Yeah, I'm sure that uh, Ros will talk about that, mm-hmm. um, but they'll also have a stall. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there will be information available for people on the day and they can either listen to Ros or they can hang around and um, have a look and get to talk to people um, directly about some of those resources. So there's, um, it's kind of in two parts, isn't it? So there's the afterwards where it's perhaps maybe a little bit less formal. And um, so can anyone go up and talk to, to Ros or, or, or the commissioner? Anybody can go up and have a chat to them afterwards? Yeah, we certainly hope so. Um, I'm not sure the commissioner will stay for the whole day, but she'll certainly <laughs> be lady. there for the morning. And we do want to make it as interactive as possible so that not only will those people speak, but there'll be an opportunity for the participants to uh, ask questions and get involved in the discussion. Um, certainly in the afternoon, uh, we see that as a bit less formal. People, yeah. We don't expect people to come for the whole afternoon. They might drop in um, for half an hour, an hour, and have a wander around, talk to people, look at the material that's available. So we want people to feel relaxed in that environment yeah. and get as much out of it as they can. On that, I was just about to ask about the material. And, and so if anybody... I mean, I, I'm assuming there's going to be perhaps people there that might not be out to their family so there's going to be resources available there's would there be pamphlets and various other all all other things available there for them yeah we certainly expect that so there'll be a lot of information available and 
you know, we want people to feel as comfortable uh, yeah. as possible. Uh, and you know, if they're not out, then that's that's fine. Mm. Um, but we also want to encourage them to come along and feel that they can participate. Maybe ask some questions, but also get some information if they don't want to participate more actively. Uh, that will help them. So it's really for everyone and to try and raise these issues and give people information. And it would be great too if we've got people from the education sector and, and particularly our members who can perhaps come along and talk about some of their experiences and some of the work that they've done in their schools because I'm sure there's things out there that we don't yet know about that may be very valuable for other people to hear about. Yeah, and, and you know, um, for years and years I've always heard in, in probably every sector every part of the GLBTI community, everyone says stories, personal stories are the key. It's because that's what relate, that's where your relatability comes. You know, someone can obviously align themselves with what they're hearing or, you know, relate to what they're hearing or hear someone else's story and then that becomes, you know, a tool for helping someone else. I think it's the stories that are key, aren't they? Incredibly important. Um, And, you know, a lot of our work, not just in this area, but a whole range of education areas, is about those stories Mm. and understanding what's happening in our schools, how we can support people. But um, people, it's also about making sure that people, you know, that broad comment I made before about we want to support and promote diversity in public education. Wherever on that spectrum Mm. you are, um, that you should feel comfortable about tapping into what's available on the day and, and getting something out of it at some particular level. Um, a lot of people would probably perhaps know what the Safe Schools Coalition is and and also I would think maybe minus 18, but Transcend, a lot of people might not realise. Do you, do you want to just explain yeah, what Transcend is? Uh, and I, look, they're a, um, they support, they're a, a parent group, if you like, supporting mm. gender-diverse uh, young people. So I think that's a really important voice yeah, um, it's... to be heard. Safe Schools Coalition, the focus is on the students and supporting schools. Um, but, you know, parents play a very important role Absolutely as well. School, and yeah. we really do need to hear uh, from them. And that's really key. I mean, the, the word family is mentioned quite a lot in the, in, the, in the information about the expo. And I think that that's, um, you know, whether it's your, your school family or whether it's your, your biological family or your, friend, your family of friends, I think that's, you know, that's all equally important. And I know that um, with Transcend, um, I've, I've had uh, one of the founders here on the show and it's, it's a couple of mums that just saw a need. And what they needed, uh, they couldn't find. And they have created this organisation, Transcend, which is a fantastic idea. And I think even what you're doing is finding this this need of pooling all your resources for everyone to come to. It's like this one-stop shop in a sense, isn't it? Yeah, we wanted to try and bring together a whole lot of those resources which might be useful um, not only to our members but to the broader community and our our school communities. So... um, yeah, it is a bit a bit of a one-stop shop, and yeah. we hope it provides that <laughs> yeah, purpose on the will. day. And just from the the list that I've I've heard mentioned tonight, there is one area that that I'm always. Um curious about with GLBTI issues in schools, and I know just from having um, school aged children that it certainly has not been covered in my boys' education, my teenage boys' education is. Um, diverse sexual education mm. and, and, I, and I wonder you know, whether there is room for an organisation for instance like Family Planning to come in and be, and be part of these discussions so that they can modify or adapt um, 
you know, their content to incorporate everybody because GLBTI um, youth are not represented in general sex education. No, that's an incredibly important point and I think it's a bit of a mixed bag out there in schools. Some schools do it well. Other schools probably don't do it at all. Um, And, you know, if you're one of those young people sitting in a classroom and you can't see anything in perhaps the curriculum material or in the discussion in sex ed uh, that represents you, then that's going to make that student feel quite isolated. Yeah, uh, so it's incredibly important that we make our curriculum um, broadly as diverse as possible. Um, I've done a lot of work in my um, 25 years, I suppose, in education around uh, gender equity and the importance yeah. of... Um, making sure that you have curriculum material that is um, representative of of gender. And I think this is yet another area where, um, and it's not the only area, but where we need to make sure that the curriculum and the discussions that are going on in our classrooms are representative of the very diverse student population we have because we risk otherwise students feeling alienated and isolated. Yes, inclusion. Yeah, absolutely. And it can have long-term health impacts on those young people and on their education. And I guess that's one question I'd I'd really like to to ask you, Meredith, because in reading your bio, you obviously have taught and you've taught a whole range of subjects. I mean, it's amazing. When I looked at the list of subjects that you've taught, do you miss the classroom? (laughs) Uh, You always miss the classroom. It's a long time since I've been in the classroom uh, now, but I still see myself... As a teacher, if someone asks me what I do, yes, mm. I'm a union official, but I'm at my core, I'm a teacher. Uh, I'm I'm lucky that I'm qualified to teach a whole range of things, yes. which has meant that, you know, there's never been a dull moment um, <laughs> in terms of what I've been able to teach. But yeah, teaching is a great occupation. It's a profession I'm very proud to be part of. What was your favourite subject to teach? Um, I don't know that I've got a specific favourite. Um, I've probably leaned in my later years towards environmental education mm. and I've had a lot of involvement around climate change and, and that kind of thing but I'm also a qualified maths teacher and I used to love teaching maths particularly to year sevens. Um, <laughs> so yeah th- and I'm a science teacher too yes, and there's a lot about science I really enjoy. And geography so, and yeah, biology. Yeah, and geography and, and biology yeah, yeah. yeah. So look I wouldn't pick a particular one but teaching is a really uh, good occupation. It's a very hard one. It's a very complex work, um, but and it is also at times. very can be thankless. Mm. But um, it's really good fun. Uh, no day is ever the same. <laughs> and working with young people is is really challenging, but it's very exciting and very rewarding. Well, um, that kind of summarises what your expo and your forum is. It's about inclusion and. Uh, and education, really, that's what your forum is. So if people want to go along, we need to make sure we stress this is for anybody. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't even have to be a student. You could be in your 60s. It doesn't matter who goes. Bring your family along. Go and participate or go and listen, yeah? Absolutely. So it's, at, um, it's in Abbotsford, 112 Trenary Crescent. So that's 112 Trenary, Trenary Crescent in Abbotsford. It's from 10 a.m. until 3. They don't have to go all day, do they? They don't. No? no? You can pop in for an hour. It's on... F- 
February the 6th. So please do yourself a favour, take some people along. It'll be a fabulous after, uh, fabulous day. And we'll pop the link up on the Stand Up Straight Facebook page. Yep, we uh, will definitely. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the work that you do, Meredith, and um, good luck for Midsummer. And hope you, hopefully you got, you're at Midsummer for the next 25 years. Yeah, well, it's a great carnival. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. we've really enjoyed being involved over the last couple of years. So we're looking forward to it and looking forward to this as well as the Pride March, which is still to come. Yes. Yeah. Exciting month of January and into February. So thanks again, uh, Thank Meredith, you. for joining us. Thanks and uh, we're going to go for a quick break and a song. Come back with our second guest, Clayton, aren't we? we you're are. on Stand Up Straight on Joy. Hey, this is Kim Brand, and you're listening to Joy 94.9, Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. This is where we dance. 
be an ally. Talk it out. Educate yourself. Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. And hello, welcome back to Stand Up Straight. You are with Stephanie, Michelle and Clayton. And we have a very special guest in with us tonight. We have the very talented Dina Curry. Hello. Hello, Dean. And I have to say you are looking a lot cooler than (laughs) you were on Sunday when I saw you as somebody else. Yes, I was at Carnival dressed as the fabulous Frock Hudson. Oh, my goodness, that wig. I felt so sorry for anyone who was in drag, who was in leather... Or who wearing was clothes in general. general. Yes, well, exactly. it wasn't just the wig. I, I was also in Frock's outfit, which is a rubber suit. Okay. Oh, my God. How many okay. kilos did you lose? Oh, no, I know. I mean, as I was doing it, everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And all I kept thinking was, think of the weight loss. Think of the weight loss. <laughs> tell, us about this, tell us about her outfit. Actually, no. Backtrack. Tell us about her first. Well, can... Frock is, is not necessarily a she. Um, I oh. call Frock a Frock um, rather than he or she. Uh, when... I was trying to think about, you know, what's the next kind of level for me <laughs> as far as performing. And I always turned around and, w- and said, I, w- I would never do drag. Um, I have nothing but respect for so many drag queens. I can't lip sync. I, hmm. It's not something... I'm surprised about that, too. Dane. I would have thought I've you'd tried be- doing it. And I one time when I was doing a show and they wanted me to lip sync, I got them to turn the volume up during the show. <laughs> and I actually just sung quietly. <laughs> I, I have... So much respect when I watch uh, when I watch so many performers mm. do lip syncing because uh, it's not a skill that I possess. I need to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to actually vocalise, and that's how I can do it. To not do it, just I don't I don't know how they do it. And I was over in London, and actually, um, I'd been mulling around for whether to bring Frock Hudson out and and bring him. He, frock to life. Mm. I'm still getting those terms right. And um, and in London, the drag queens sing live. They don't lip sync. Can you sing? Oh, I yes. can sing very, very well. Oh, well there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm a cabaret. I'm a cabaret performer. I can, <laughs> well, I can then, most certainly well, then, sing. Well, then, why would you lip sync if you can sing? Yes. And well, well. Ex- Exactly. <laughs> and I was thinking about, you know, how to... Uh, I wanted to bring something more to my performance uh, other than uh, an Italian who's putting on weight and hitting 40. So, uh, and, and it's that funny thing as well where, you know, when you get a lot of corporate gigs and they kind of go, oh, you know, so you're gay. Will that necessarily work with what we do? And I do a variety of events. I've sung in leathers. I've sung in a suit. Uh, but the ones that stick in people's mind always seems to be the leathers. And, and they get a bit concerned about me rocking up to a, to a formal event dressed. <laughs> in leathers. But I, I wanted to bring something more to what I do, and that's how Frock was born. So rubber and a blue hair is fine, though? Well, uh, well, it is. It, yeah. it, it is a, a rubber tuxedo, uh, so it does have a touch of stylishness to it. If you can see on my on Facebook, I actually sung at the Best of the Fest for Midsummer on Tuesday, and I jazzed the rubber up with some feathers and some jewellery, <laughs> nice. and uh, and it was like a Mrs. Slocum wig instead of <gasps> the blue one, uh, which, which I thought was just fabulous and fun. How do you come up with characters but but frock in particular was this like a seed of something in your mind for the last 10 years what do you do well people that have been seeing me perform especially during midsummer would always know i love a bit of a fabulous costume and and i've been wearing the lycra or last year when i was performing in the see-through wrestling suit with the (laughs) the coattails and and i always kind of attuned that to the performances which i was doing and and i wanted to bring something a little bit more. And, and I look at these wonderful performers, such as the lovely Dolly Diamond or great comedian um, Rhonda 
Butchmore. Um, and and it's really wonderful to watch what they do within the broadening the skill set that they have mm. and add that element of, of caricature and drag to it. And that's what I wanted to do with Frock. But has, have you thought about Frock for a long time? Frock has been mulling in my mind for a couple of years. Uh, I, honestly, one of the big issues I had was trying to figure out a look for Frock. And it's mm. really funny how it all kind I of comes it. together. That's one of the reasons why I don't... I, I'm not shaving... I have sideburns. I have a hairy chest. That doesn't mean I won't wear a dress. And and I, I think that's a... Well, I mean, it works for Conchita, Conchita doesn't it? Well, yeah. well, exactly. But I also just think it's a fun play on gender. Yeah, and yeah, and exactly. for me, I was really worried mm. when I was kind of putting this together because the last thing I'd want to do is is offend anybody. Well, I was wondering, have you... Are there elements of frock that you've based on people? It's all... Uh, what I've done with frock instead is frock... Uh, with frock, I get to expand on... On myself, and it's something interesting that a lot of people do with drag is they use it to highlight and hide certain elements of myself themselves. I've done it the other way around. Mm. With frock, you can't miss anything. The stomach <laughs> seems larger grass. in the outfits. You know, the hair is up, so suddenly you can't miss the nose, and it all just just <laughs> makes all the elements of myself that I might necessarily like to hide a little bit more. I let them burst out, so and is that's it one of the liberating. Then uh, frock is yeah? even more liberating for me as a performer than I already am. Really? Yeah. What do you love about her? I, lo- I, I just love the joy and freedom of it. To be, oh. I've never experienced... I mean, I've always been in a costume, but just been Dean. But when, and I was at, at one of the Midsummer openings of the um, gallery space here in the city, which is absolutely wonderful with mm. a variety of gallery things that everyone should check out. And I was frocked up and, and just being myself and, and looking at the artwork and talking to people about Midsummer when you're dressed like that. And people respond so wow. much more and are so encouraged by the colour and life. You're actually quite lit up as you're talking about yes. frock as well. Don't you? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your show, because I, I have noticed you've got some special guests as well. Yes, yes. So I'm performing Frock Hard Furlesque, and I decided if I was going to do frock, I was going to do it big. Uh, so I, I took a note out of the lovely Jolly Diamonds book and decided to perform at the Spiegel Tent. Right. And and one of the things I wanted to do with performing there was to bring along some guests. I've done plenty of shows for an hour or so or more where it's just been me, but if I was going to introduce frock to the world, I certainly wanted to make sure I brought some fabulous performing friends along. So I think frock maybe. Uh, hanging out there in the, the foyer of joy, I think, Dean. So we, we might let her get ready and come back and she's going to talk. That would be them get ready, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> them get ready. Sorry, I'm learning. Let Frock um, get ready. Yeah, and uh, we're going to go for a quick break and come back and chat with Dean. And Frock, you're on Stand Up Straight on Joy. I'm Dean Arcuri and when listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9, it's not about same, same. It's all about being different with Michelle on the mic. That man is everywhere. He's taking over. Well, we're not letting him take over just for a couple of minutes. Uh, we've kicked uh, Dean out of the studio. Frock is in. Do we say Frock is in the house? Frock is in the house, darling. Oh, good. Now, Stephanie asked Dean a question before, which I think we might... Uh, she might direct it to Frock, I think, instead. Right back to Frock. I was asking uh, about the special guests. Yes, at my lovely, fabulous show, Furlesque, uh, we're <laughs> going to have some wonderful special guests. I decided to mull around Melbourne and Australia, in fact, and look for some performers who might not have gotten as much exposure as they should have gotten in Melbourne. So I'm actually bringing over the lovely Miss Ima Star from Tasmania. <laughs> 
uh, to come and perform with me. Now, Miss Amastar, I've loved. She's performed at the Comedy Festival before, at the Spiegel Tent, in fact, at many times in Tasmania, and has even had CDs and toured around Australia. So I'm very excited to bring her with me. And I'm going to get to sing a couple of duets, which I'm very excited about. And, of course, there's the lovely Lady Diamond, who is a, a wonderful singer, but never seems to quite uh, get, get as high up in the Melbourne scene as she should. So I'm very excited <laughs> to introduce her to all of you. And, of course, the lovely Paul Hughes, who's actually an opera singer, uh, who works at the bar at the Laird. And uh, we're going to do a couple of numbers. We've always sung a, a bit of karaoke at the Laird, but we're going to step it up and do a bit more. And there's even some aerial acrobatics uh, with by the lovely Tro uh, to even spice things up. And my band uh, have decided that they're going to call themselves the Ewoks. <laughs> so it's a whole lot of fur at Furlesque but this f- midsummer. But, but Frock, you are so generous, aren't you, giving all these performers a leg up, really? I mean, when... <laughs> oh, leg well, up or leg over? Can I just... Uh, well, I will say, I, 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 they're performers who have, have sh- can share the space with me in their absolute own right. Like, they're already elevated, but people seem to miss them whenever they're they're doing things or or they jump across to another show. So it's time to push over the Joel Creases and, and the Trevor Ashleys and, and let style? everyone else step up and have their time. I've got a question, Frock. Yes, you, your makeup is just so quiet and demure and so subtle. Just wondering if you've got any special beauty secrets for us ladies. Well, I, I think more is, is never, uh, never less. <laughs> uh, I, I think lips are the most important. Everyone says eyes are the window to the soul, but I think it's all about the lips. You can never have too much <laughs> lipstick, girls. I do agree with that, actually. My grandmother said to me once, never leave the house without lipstick on. And that's true. You should have seen how often I reapplied during the Midsummer Carnival. There was a lot. I can imagine. I can imagine. Your face must have been melting off. So tell us, Frock, wearing rubber, exciting? Is it exciting? Yes, is it? You know what? It's it's actually wonderful. Wearing rubber is fantastic. (laughs) You know what's funny? I I must admit, you know, like uh, I wondered how it was all going to go, especially up on the stage with people taking photos from down low. I worried (laughs) it would be a lot of stomach shots. But there's something about rubber where it just fits along your entire body that's absolutely lovely and you just have no fear and you just step on out and wear it and it's great. So you're a confident person, aren't you? I am. I am. It's true. Yes. And um, for those that haven't seen a photograph of you. Do you want to describe your hair, Frog? Well, you know what's funny? A couple of the board members' parents at Midsummer yelled out, Marge Simpson to me (laughs) and they were excited to have photos with Marge Simpson. It's actually a lovely blue spiked quaff. Oh, it's gorgeous. fabulous. In fact, I've decided for the show I'm going to sport some other colours as well in the exact same look. It's high and fabulous so no matter how wide I get, my face still looks perfect. (laughs) And they're the two words, high and fabulous, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So now I know you had to rush off because you've got a uh, I do rehearsal have to, keep rehearsing, to go to. You're right. I know. And although you're a perfectionist, we know you do like it's to true. rehearse. It's I true. know. So we want to thank you for making a really, really um, a special visit into the studio here at Joy. And um, you can push Dean back into the door uh, after we. Um, come back from this break but if people want to come and see you where do they go? Well they can just head to the Midsummer website and if you click on the link it'll take you to Outticks where you can get tickets for my show which is at the Melbourne Spiegel Tent at the 4th, 5th and 6th from 8 o'clock uh, at the final week of Midsummer. Three nights only. Yes, Fourth, three fifth. nights only. Yeah, so they, um, they'll be ready for a bit of uh, 
What are we got? Frolicking? It's the per- frolicking with frock is the perfect way to wind down your midsummer. Frockling? Frockling? Frockling. Oh, is that a, is that a, a real word? Uh, as a teacher, I'm as allowed to make up yeah. words. <laughs> I love a bit of frockulation. <laughs> so thank you so much, Frock Hudson, for joining us in the studio. My pleasure, lovely. And are we going to go for a quick break? You're on Stand Up. Nine. You're listening to Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. She's my mum. We are nearly at the top of the hour. We've had a very busy studio. Like, what do we call it? A revolving door or something? Thing, do we, Dean? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Frock, what a wonderful person. He's quite a character, isn't he? Oh, amazing. Now, and I... Uh, sorry to interrupt, Michelle, no, but no. I just really need to apologise to Dean because I made a big faux pas earlier on when I said that I didn't know that Dean <laughs> sang because I know Dean from Between the Sheets on Paul Anthony's show and I know Dean from being on the show with us previously, but I, I actually didn't know that you are a singer. I sometimes feel sorry for people because, let's face it, I do do a lot. I'm, I'm a journalist, I'm a photographer, I'm yeah, exactly. a, a performer, you hear me here on Joy. And you know what's funny? I've been a, an independent performer for, for 10 years in Melbourne. Oh. Uh, I performed around Australia. I've actually, this is my ninth midsummer, and Gee. every year I've done cabarets and other things as well, other shows and performances. Do you have different characters each time? Or different I've show evolved different shows. Uh, the first uh, show I ever did in Midsummer was my character Stuart the Stuart that I actually <gasps> said would be the gayest, uh, the closest <laughs> I would ever come to a drag queen was my gay ultra airline Stuart character. Uh, but obviously that's changed over time. <laughs> As the hair gets greyer, I colour up other things, <laughs> it seems. And and it's still, even every year when people see me perform, they go, I didn't know you could sing. Yeah. And I've been in the festival for nine years. Next and, year will be my tenth. And sometimes you just need to put on a blue wig and a bit of rubber to get noticed. Absolutely. Yeah. Stephanie, that's our answer. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> a bit of rubber and a blue, blue wig. wig, do you reckon? <laughs> My husband would love that. My husband <laughs> loves rubber. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. That's for a ho- that, I think that's for uh, a, a show on show. Wednesday <laughs> night at <laughs> 9 o'clock. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> Hide and seek, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You also uh, tried to get a bit of attention recently by doing a nude interview as well. <gasps> well, I, I did actually. That was, uh, oh. a gra- that was with Bent TV. We did a nude interview for um, a Nude Manfest that's actually happening this weekend. Uh, that happens during midsummer. It's been going for five years, and it's in a nude camping weekend. It's absolutely wonderful. Oh, I have to find you a been to the, the nude camp? I've never been able to because I'm so busy with so much yeah, during midsummer. Yeah, no, I would love Jesus, to. Stephanie, that's I all I'm hearing. I would love to go to nude manfest. <laughs> um, um, slightly, little bit more of a serious question, but why do you think these festivals are so important? Midsummer and. And, and I suppose chill out and and all the queer festivals. Yeah, uh, you know what? Because they, they there's a lot. They speak to our identity, our culture, and our life. Uh, mm. If you look at the Midsummer Guide this year, it's absolutely <gasps> brilliant. There's such diversity, and and while we have performers and artists and and speakers doing things all year round and and making sure there are things that evolve and highlight things within our community a festival gives us all a moment to stop and gives us all a moment to share in it together and also gives people an opportunity to step up there were three people at carnival that i spoke to who this was their first carnival of a variety of ages Mm. Uh, some were 16 some were in their 30s and it was so wonderful to to realise that festivals and these events give our community a chance to stop and celebrate. Is it about bonding as well in a sense? Is it Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it brings us all together. And you know what? It, it, it is great to have these three weeks to allow performers to go, yeah. we're going to do things. I mean, we've got some amazing plays, especially at Gasworks, from, from Beyond mm. Pr- Priscilla to Allergy to Gender Spanner that look at so many different elements within our 
our community and our world, uh, whether it's male, female, refugees, uh, our culture. And and also the beauty of the, this kind of a festival is it reminds us that we still have so much to learn. We, jo- we may have a way to go within a lot of different levels of equality, but we have so much to learn within ourselves. And just because we're queer doesn't mean there's a whole other queer word that, world that we forget about. It's true. And, and if for anyone that wants to, if they've got no idea and they think it's just cabaret and, and, and dancing and, and, and lots of semi-nude gay men, there is a phenomenal array. There's so much. The artwork is amazing. The The talks, the spoken word stuff is absolutely wonderful. Now, I will say this. I know a lot of people can get a bit confused with the Midsummer website because it jumps to outtakes, which literally just has, in date order, everything going on in the festival. And it's a little bit overwhelming. You know what you need to do? You need to follow Midsummer on Facebook Mm. or follow Mm. Midsummer on Twitter because they are that crew are working overtime to show you everything that going on and highlighting it or make it even easier just stay tuned to joy because they've got they, everyone they have or even you yeah. can come up you can up come up here to level nine at joy and get um one of the, i every year get the actual hard copy i so like to I. sit and i circle things I and on that there's, there's some shows that oh, there's a lot of stuff that's free you can go and see a play for fifteen and twenty dollars it's really it's a really good price and you know what there's a lot of free stuff yeah, i believe this year it was, I think, fifty percent is free events, mm. and and twenty three percent of the festival guide is family friendly. Yeah, which and is I think absolutely wonderful. And I think that's. I'm glad you mentioned that, Dean, because uh, that the fra- family angle, uh, I think, perhaps gets forgotten. Absolutely, but you the- know what? What makes it really, really exciting for me? I mean, Midsummer comes together thanks to a really dedicated board and a really hardworking team. But it's an open access festival. Yeah. Like they organise a, a portion of things that are absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic, but it's people coming together and putting this stuff on for us to enjoy, which is what I think is great about the family-friendly stuff. There's nothing. There's I, I, I dare anyone to try and find something that they couldn't go to. Absolutely, there is a phenomenal array. So um, we're nearly at the top of the hour, and Spirit Lounge are going to be coming in at eight o'clock, and we've got the Woods uh, coming in at nine. So um, Dean, uh, thank you so much for coming in thank and for, for allowing uh, Frock to uh, have a bit of airspace as well. Back to rehearsal. She's gone. Yeah. Uh, tell us again, how can they get tickets for your show? Just head to the Midsummer website on my own website, deanarcurie.com, and it'll take you to the Outtix link to get tickets to Frock Hudson's Furlesque. At the Melbourne Spiegel 1036 Johnson Street, Collingwood. They could just turn up at the door as well, couldn't they? Uh, I'm going to make sure that happens because people have had some confusion with the link. Okay, so 4th, 5th and 6th of February at 8pm. Do yourself a favour, go and see a fabulous blue wig and some... uh High heels that and I'm learning heels, how to get into. Yeah. And uh, so thank you so much, Dean, for thank joining you. us. Thank you, Clayton. Thank you, Stephanie. Enjoy your mid-summer. Go, go, do, go do something interesting this weekend. Uh, up next is Spirit Lounge, as I said, Woods at 9 o'clock. You've been listening to Michelle, Clayton and Stephanie on Stand Up Straight. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.